On today's episode of Let's Grow Together, I talk with Jeremy Fuller, and wow, um, this is truly a remarkable story of coming from a young age to barely being able to have food, and you know he, he goes into it more of you know what a difficult childhood he had, but then was able to start a business through many of different things from a young age, from, you know, a 10 year old kid to 14 and 17 and, and just his story through this process and, and really just the amazing message and, and perseverance of never giving up and committing to this. Cause he didn't have a choice. He needed to put food on the table for him and his family. So I'll let him share the story, but it's just such a powerful, you know, story of what it takes from somebody who came from, from basically nothing to, to where he is today, the successful business and, and growing a family. It's truly amazing. You're going to love this episode. So let's dive in. But first, the intro. Welcome to Let's Grow Together. My name is Nick Monothotibus, motivational speaker and digital marketing strategist. And this podcast is all about helping you grow both in life and business. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome back. Uh, I am so excited for this guest. Um, it's we we talked briefly recently, and he he told me a little bit about his story, and I didn't want to hear too much more because I wanted to have him on my show and really dive into it where it was being recorded. Uh, and so I am so grateful and so happy to have uh, Jeremy. Welcome to the show. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> Thanks it's good for to be here. here. Yeah, man. I appreciate your time. So real quick, just tell us a little bit about uh, you know, who you are, what you do, and who you serve. Awesome. Okay. So my name is Jeremy Fuller, and um, I own a marketing agency that specializes in digital marketing. So SEO, uh, Google Ads, and there's lots of different digital marketing aspects I know that you specialize in in uh you know social media marketing so we specialize more in like the google side like search engine uh part of digital marketing and we specifically help home care agencies so we do a lot in the home health uh, space and we love that community we love um, just seniors and uh, helping agencies help seniors reach them so that's what we do we help them rank higher on google and uh, reach more seniors by being being found on Google when you search for a home care agency. Love it, awesome. And you know, I have a special place for the for the home care you know industry and, and work with a lot of people in that in that industry. It's so many just truly um, amazing people. But what I think is um, is really cool, and I'm interested to dive in too, is kind of you know how you got started in your entrepreneurial journey because um, it started fairly fairly young right? How old were yeah. you when you, when you first started? Well, okay. So I shared a little bit with you. I can take us back further if you want. Yes. If you've okay. got further, let's, let's hear it. <laughs> when I was born. Um, <laughs> no, Came out with calculus. I, I sold the, the doctor uh, something. You know? <laughs> hey, you need medical supplies. Um, but no, when, when I grew up, you know, just really destitute as a kid, and my mom was a minister and uh, a traveling evangelist, you know, a uh, pastor of a church. And so I grew up in the ministry as a pastor's kid. And there was so many times where my mom would, you know, maybe go preach at a church at, for a whole week. Um, and I grew up in a, and you know, not that this matters a lot, but, uh, you know, not like I'm trying to say, hey, I'm, you know, I experience this or anything, but I grew up mostly in black churches. So I grew up in black churches and, uh, cause my mom had a lot of pastors that were black pastors. And so, you know, I remember just as a kid, just that's where I spent most of my time was growing up in church and she would preach at those churches. And then on Sunday, um, a lot of times she'd come back home and then she'd have her own church. And so she would, you know, travel back to our home stage or whatever. And then she would preach at her church. So I grew up in the ministry and, you know, that was really what I was in. And, and there was just immense poverty growing up in that. And, um, I remember sometimes I, I would go to sleep and not eat anything. And I, and I didn't know, you know, what to do as a kid. I mean, you know, you're like, 
10 years old, 12 years old, and you're freaking hungry, right? Like you're starving. And some nights all I, all we would eat or all I could find to eat in the fridge that, you know, either wasn't bad or whatever might be saltine crackers. If I could find saltine crackers and I would just eat that for dinner, that would be my dinner. And uh, so anyway, I was constant, like, I remember growing up and I was constantly looking for food. Like it was like, where can I find food? Right. That's all I thought about as a kid, really. And uh, anyway, so my first journey of trying to solve this problem of literally trying to eat was when I was about, oh, I want to say 12 or 13 years old. There was a church that was having um, a camp meetings, or I'm sorry, it was Winter Bible Seminar, and it was Rama. Uh, Rama was putting on their camp meeting thing or Winter Bible Seminar thing. Anyway, so it was like freezing cold outside, and they made everybody stand outside instead of come in. And so there was probably like, I don't know, 400 people out in line trying to get into the doors, and it's like freezing. They're standing out there waiting for the doors to open to get seats. And so uh, these ushers came out to the very front of the line and they were giving away those um, little suckers that are like candy cane suckers, you know what I'm talking about? And it's like a uh, white and red right. and they had a big bucket of it. And so I went up to the, I saw this cause I was just like walking, I was pacing the line cause I'm like, there's nothing to do here on board, you know? you know, typical 12 year old kid. Anyway, so I go up there and I just grab a whole bunch and I put it, put them in my shirt and I go down the line and I start selling these little, you know, candy cane suckers for 25 cents a pop. And I say, Hey, would you like one that's 25 cents? And some people would give me, you know, five, five bucks. They're like, they know what I'm trying to do. They felt sorry. You know, who, what, what kid would go down the line and do that? You know, um, other kids are like, coloring or something i'm trying to eat over here right so anyway i went down the line i sold these candy cane suckers and i'm sure there's a name from i don't even know what they're called i didn't care i think you're <laughs> I right just, i mean candy canes that's what i know them yeah. as but yeah so anyway so i just i sold them and that night i bought my mom and my sister and me dinner at shoney's shoney's was my favorite place so i said i'm we're going to eat I'm taking us to Shoney. So that was my first entrepreneur, you know, experience as a kid. Amazing. Oh my gosh. That's, in, that's incredible. It's such a great, um, you know, again, way to start because you're just kind of a lot of people when they start entrepreneurship, it's to create a, you know, freedom or, you know, get out of the nine to five, but here you are just, just trying to eat, man. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. And so that kind of started my journey. And, and I was like, wow, I bought food, not only for myself, but I was able to buy food for my mom and my sister. And it wasn't that my mom and dad didn't work. I mean, my dad worked. It's just that they didn't know how to manage money. They were always, it was like paycheck to paycheck type thing. They didn't know how to plan out finances. Like it just, it, just, it was chaos growing up as a kid. My mom was like, just completely dedicated to the ministry. That That's her mind. You know, she just wanted to help people and minister to people, right? That was her heart. And that's where she spent all of her time. Um, I mean, if you look back and so, say, well, you know, you got to feed your kids and you got to, right. But it was just one of those things where my, and there was also like, my mom didn't want to seek help from, from, you know, government assistance or whatever because of embarrassment. And so we didn't have that, Right. And so I even asked, Hey, let's go, let's go to the food bank or let, I want some food. Come on, let's go. You know, and it just never happened because of embarrassment or whatever. Um, but I didn't really care. So anyway, I took it upon myself. I'm like, well, and we were homeschooled. So it wasn't like I was going to school and they noticed that I was starving. You know what I mean? We were homeschooled. So didn't have an opportunity to get food anywhere else, but home. So anyway, so that kind of, you know, learning about how to make money, that it could impact my life and solve my immediate problem of wanting to eat that put me down a journey of self-development. And I started reading books by Napoleon Hill, you know, think and grow rich. And I started getting my mindset right. And that changed my whole life. It changed my whole perspective. It, it enlightened me because see, as a being homeschooled, I was only taught on the principles and the mindsets of somebody who 
didn't know how to manage money, right? So I went and I started teaching myself because there was a lot of stuff I did in homeschool teaching myself. I just started teaching myself about money, started teaching myself about business because I wasn't going to let somebody else define my future, right? And, and in those books, it started talking about that, taking responsibility for yourself, right? If you do something, take responsibility, change it, right? It's not this person's fault or that person's fault. It's my, it's my fault why I'm not there yet, right? So I started learning all that. Yeah, I love that. Um, you know, taking ownership, you know, taking responsibility. Um, I'm curious. So how did you even know to like read Think and Grow Rich? You know, what what was like, what <laughs> made you want to pick up a book or, you know, how did you, how did you find that? Uh, I just, again, out of desperation, I knew that there was a better way to live life. You know, my dad would come home. He was self-employed. He owned a lawn care company and uh, he would come home around five or six or when, you know, maybe four, when, you know, somewhere around there and bring home cash. My mom would go to the store and buy food. And it was a very chaotic lifestyle, right? You know, sometimes we might eat at 9 PM at night. So I just knew that there was a better way. I didn't know where to find the better way, but I knew I had to look for answers. I was very physically hungry <laughs> and uh, psychologically, like mentally, I was hungry too for answers, right? And so it's just one of those things where I, I would go to like Barnes and Noble and I would just go up and down the book aisles to look for answers. And I started looking at books and I just, and that was my, my outlet of trying to solve th these answers to these questions that I knew there was a better way to live life. I knew that I could improve myself, but I didn't know how. So I was just looking for answers. Nobody told me. I was just out of des out of desperation. I started looking, and then later on, as I started doing more self development and stuff, you know, other business people in my atmosphere um, started recommending certain books to me, and I started reading those too. Amazing! Just walking through. Just you know, were you just? Uh like hanging out, hanging out at Barnes and Nobles, just like reading the books there, putting them back. Or, um, were you buying the books? Like obviously money's tight. You're, you know, you're spending money on food if you're making it. So was that, yeah. was that just like, you know, did you spend a lot of time in the bookstores? Well, I mean, again, it wasn't that my mom and dad were necessarily like destitute poor. I mean, there was money per se. It's just, they didn't know how to manage it. So sometimes they'd buy me books or I would get a book, you know, it couldn't get a lot. It might be one book and it would de depend on the price, et cetera. So sometimes she'd buy me books. Sometimes I'd read them, you know, standing there and I would try to consume as much information while we were there at Barnes and Noble. Um, so that really set my mindset. And one thing I learned, I think it was a book called multiple streams of income. I don't even, I think I still have the book, uh, down there. I don't know anyway, but it's called multiple streams of income. And it was a gentleman where he talked about setting up multiple different types of businesses, service-based businesses where you could provide immense value to someone. Uh, and he had a, like a, a list of different business ideas in there. And I kind of, stumbled across making websites it wasn't really in the book it was like consulting or something and i was like well i wonder if i can help businesses with websites and this was like back in 1999 right and i was at this time i started you know reading these books started to to do things to to, to better myself so i started making websites for for businesses and uh yeah. And, and so that book that, you know, multiple streams of income kind of got me started with, hey, maybe I can help people and do something that I love, which is making websites, because I started making websites for myself. It was a hobby. Mm. And I made my mom a website for her ministry. And then, you know, some pastors started asking me to make websites for their how, businesses. How old were you when you started making websites? I was about 14, 15 years old. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. But I didn't yeah. have a company or anything. I was just, you know, doing it as a hobby. Yeah. Were they paying you for it? I started getting paid when I was about 15. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you did some like pro bono figuring stuff out, not really sure how to do it. And then once you kind of got there, you started, you know, 
Yeah, everything was free for like the pastors that, you know, that were just friends of my mom or whatever. They were small little websites and then some were business websites or whatever, but that was all free just to kind of get experience, so to speak. I think one of the biggest things in our day and age is people graduate college and then they go and they expect this high salary and they have no real world experience. And then they go, oh, there's a big shocker. Nobody wants to hire me, you know? So for me, I didn't know any of that concept or know anything about it. I just, I loved making websites and I started early, you know, when Google was coming out. Um, actually, Google wasn't even popular back then. Like people didn't even think about Google. It was Yahoo. Yahoo was the big search engine, mm. you know? And they, back then they had like the uh, directory links and stuff. Like you had to be in the directories and then it eventually turned into a search engine. But um, yeah, so my first business, so get this, my first business that I actually sold website to, there was a gentleman, he was a pastor and he had a TV show. And at the very end of his little video, he said, you know, if you need prayer, if you need anything, or if you wanna get in touch with us, email us. I'm like, what? <laughs> That's a really bad way for people to get in touch with you. And so I, he had his phone number there too. So I called him, I said, hey, have you ever thought about having a website? And like, I took initiative. I literally was shaking. I was shaking as I called this guy because he was on TV. And I said, look, I can make your website for $500 and I'll make you whatever you want. Like I'll do whatever you want. It's going to be an amazing website. I can even show you some websites that I've done for other people. And I think that's key in this day and age too, is that people aren't willing to put in the work to have a portfolio. So anyway, I had a little tiny portfolio and he said, great. I was actually praying and I asked God to send somebody to me to make a website for me. I'm like, what? So that blew my mind. He was my first client and um, I'll still remember him. His, his name, should I say his name? Is that okay? Yeah, I, I think okay. his name was Pastor Van Zeeland Brown, a missionary Baptist church um, here in Oklahoma. And uh, just a really nice, nice man, really wonderful, wonderful guy. And uh, my first client, Amazing. You know, we all got to start somewhere. Um, and this is just such a, an, an incredible journey for you, um, to really be thrown into something that, um, you know, most people don't get thrown into, you know, and, but, you know, you showed so many amazing qualities here that, you know, like the first thing you mentioned talking about taking responsibility, like, I love that, you know, it was like, I, I, I need to like, this is my situation is, is me. It's not, mm. Hey, my mom, this, my dad, this it's like, Hey, I I'm here. I may be in this situation, but it's up to me to change the situation, Yeah, you know? And then you just started taking action, which is another important piece is, is like being willing to take action. And I love that you, that you talked about just like shaking, you know, being scared, and because I think there, there's so much value in that, in that, mm. you know, often, you know, the best things though happen when we're just a little bit scared, you know, but you were yeah. willing to get out of your comfort zone, take that, that action, call this guy that you, you know, you have no idea who he is, you know, he's on TV and you're like, Hey, let me, you know, let me build you a website. I mean, it's amazing. Yeah, it was, that was, I didn't even know it was called cold calling, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so, I mean, that started my journey and then, you know, word started getting out, uh, about me making websites and, and then from there, you know, I started, I took that $500. I went and I bought us food. I'm not, I'm not even joking. I took care of my family. Um, and, and, you know, what, what was amazing, my sister had a nine to five job. She worked at, uh, a, a place called movie gallery and movie gallery. I, you know, I think went out of business or something, but it was kind of like blockbuster, but different. And so she was a manager there and she'd always used to make fun of me. She said, Jeremy, you don't have a real job. You work from home. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and you know, whatever, I'm not going to listen to that, but um, and then there was this girl that I, I thought was cute growing up, you know, that I knew as a, as a kid and I'm like, Hey, I want to, you know, date you. And she's like, you want to date me? You don't even have a job. And that was like when I was 17 or 18. And, and then later on in life, she, anyway, we don't have to get, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's one of those things. It's like, I, uh, from after making his site, I started speaking at chamber of commerce meetings. 
um, they would ask me to speak. So I would, uh, you know, I would speak at probably two chamber meetings a month um, when I was 16. And then I got invited to speak at uh, the Tulsa Lawyers Association group, which, you know, is lawyers wanting to do marketing. And, you know, so I, I started getting, you know, pinged by people for marketing advice. And they started asking me, okay, well, what do we do next? You know, you make the website, what do we do next? I didn't know the answer to that question. So what do I do if I don't know something? Well, I went and I started reading books. So I went and I just consumed everything you could think about, like psychological marketing, digital marketing. And uh, I started running ads on Google, Google ads. And uh, I started making money. So my first ad that I ever ran on Google, testing things on myself, you know, the day today, here, here's the problem that I have with today. Okay. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I know you got a pet peeve like stock photography. Here's my pet peeve. People go take a click funnels course from some guru, right? And they're like, the next day after they watch the videos, I'm an expert in SEO. Like what? So anyway, I got started testing with my own money. And I think that's the big difference about our agency is and, and what I do as, you know, as a digital marketing person is that I only do stuff that has worked for me, Right. Will other stuff work out there? Maybe, I don't know. If I haven't tested it, I'm not going to give my opinion on it, but I only will do marketing for my clients. I've tested myself. So when I first got started, I was doing affiliate marketing and uh, I sold, there was Joomla out at the time. Uh, WordPress, you know, for our websites wasn't even big back then. Now WordPress just crushed them. WordPress just to be for blogs. And then they added the page feature anyway. So I was selling Joomla templates, okay? And I think the commission was like $25 if I sold one. So I put up like a, I put up some Google ads and I started generating, I think it was like $50 a week or something like that. I don't remember my profit, like it's been so long, but I started making money. Like I was doing like $20 a day and then I was making back, uh, I would make a sale and, and I'd have pro total profit of like $40 or $20. I was making back what I spent plus, right? And so I, that really opened my eyes and I started doing more and I scaled campaigns. Eventually I got over to other affiliate programs and I was doing a bunch of stuff and I started spending, my top performing campaign was like $5,000 a day. So, wow. you know, I was making pretty good money per day on that campaign. And from there I bought my dad a truck. I, you know, helped out the family and he needed a truck to go have a job, which was weird. I'm like, isn't it the other way around? You have a truck from the job but anyway my dad like was struggling with work and so i took my earnings and went and bought him a truck and then i didn't have a truck so i was like 18 at this time and i had to go buy me another truck so anyway <laughs> amazing though i mean here you are you know buying your dad a truck i mean come on dude this is like i mean this is incredible this is like so you know it, it's it's reverse from how most of us grow up. It's, it certainly makes me just like super grateful and appreciative of, of how, you know, I grew up, but you know, it, it's so cool to, to see, um, because, you know, here you are today, just still continuing to, to make it work, like continuing to, to move forward. I mean, you know, you're making $5,000 in Google ads, but you know, one thing you said, you're just constantly trying to learn. You're constantly trying to you know, find the next thing, you know, making sure that these things are, are working for you, you know, so that yeah. they can, can work for, for other people. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> you bought your dad a truck. I mean, that's just, I mean, what a guy. I still like, remember the truck. It was an F, it was an F-250. It was a Ford F-250. So it wasn't an F1. It was even better. Like I found a good deal. It was a <laughs> pretty good truck. That truck lasted forever too. Gosh, dang. So, so cool. So then, so now you've, you know, you're starting these Google ads, you're, you're getting progress here. You're, you know, 18. One thing I wanted to comment on, which I think is so funny, you know, like your, your sister just being like, you work from home. That's not even a real job, which at the time makes a lot of sense, you know, like, it, yeah. but it's just, it's it sounds way funnier now, you know, especially with everything that's happened with COVID. Yeah. Everybody's like, working. <laughs> yeah, so many people are Nobody working. has real jobs. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's amazing like what you can do and and it just goes to show you that you know you were able to stay on track 
contrary to, you know, other people being like, what are you doing? You don't even have a job, you know, yeah. but you were like, no, like this is, I, I'm making money. What else, what else is there? To, what do you need? You know, you don't yeah. need to. Well, and, and you know, there's something else in there too. I had immense pressure, you know, in myself, I had a psychological struggle about going to college and, and all that kind of stuff, which there's an inter interesting story there. Um, you know, because, you know, not only did I have my sister saying that I had that girl, I mean, you could call her the first girlfriend or whatever, you know, and she's like, she just kind of looked down on me because I didn't have like, you know, some, some people or, or guys that she was looking at, like their dad was really well, they're okay. <laughs> she was connected with the Duggar family. I don't know if you know who they are. Mm -mm. so they had like all those kids and they had like a tv show so they lived in arkansas i live in oklahoma so anyway we were always move over there and hang out with with this this family anyway so this girl like she would always look at like a, a guy like uh from the duggar family and they had like a car lot or something so they were making money from like a, a real job or whatever and i'm over here doing like websites and that's like nobody knows what that is at that time and so she was like you're doing nothing you know but I had this immense psychological struggle in my mind to really like not give up. And I had so many opportunities. I remember one, there was this one client that I had when I was, um, you know, I was speaking at one of the chamber gigs and uh, he became a client of mine. I made his website. And I mean, this back in the day, there was no animation with websites, like stuff didn't move. So I actually created new technology to make something move on a website. It was called a uh, busy bee or something like that. Or it was, he wrote a book, he was an author and the bee like moved on the website. It was really cool. I was so happy about it. He said he was happy about it. Anyway, so we meet, he's talking on the phone at a coffee shop. And then I don't know what happened with the phone call, but he already saw the website and he said he was super happy. He gets off the phone call and just starts cussing me out. And everybody in this coffee shop like is hearing us. And, you know, I've got these people in my life saying, hey, you don't have a real job. You're making websites, blah, blah, blah. And then Google didn't even exist back then. Like, well, it probably did, but nobody knew about it, right? Um, and then he's cussing me out. So I had, you know, from that experience, I was just like kind of really sad. Like, maybe I should just give this up, you know? But there was something that rose up within me that said, look, it doesn't matter what anybody else says, right? And I don't know if you can see this behind me. Can you read that? Um, I'm coming for everything that they said I couldn't have. And that's like a woof. So yeah. I saw that online and, and that's like been my whole persona, my whole life is that, you know, everybody said, you know, I don't have a college education, right? Everybody said, oh, you're not going to make it. Oh, you don't know about this or that. And if I had listened to them, I would have never got to that level of making more than $5,000 a day in Google ads, right? It was crazy, Right. And I had so many opportunity uh, to, to give up, but I never stopped. I think that's the biggest problem with business owners. If you look at the, the statistics on people starting a business, most of them fail, right? Like it's a high percent. It's because they just give up. Yeah, I think it's 80% or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it's crazy. Small businesses fail within the first three years, something like that. Yeah, so I've been doing this for 20 years, you know? And I had so many opportunities to give up, so much adversity. I mean, I literally grew up not eating as a kid. Um, but I just would not give up. I, I didn't have an option to. What do you think? So do you think that was what contributed is that you just didn't even have the option to giving up? I think so. And I think some people are too comfortable. And so for me, like even today, I give myself a very small salary, very small, because I don't want to get comfortable. I want to be very uncomfortable. Right. And I think that's the problem is people get comfortable you know, I, I shared that with you. I kind of started slacking on reading my books. I used to read so many books. Well, you know, I've been doing this for 20 years, right? I think for me, where I'm at now, coming from where I came from, I don't want to get comfortable, right? I don't want to stop reading books. I don't want to start, stop self-improvement, right? So I think that's my struggle now is keeping up that momentum of self-development, right? The things that I've learned, they're all here, right? The psychological marketing, the SEO, how to get on Google, right? That's all here. That's not going anywhere, right? But the, the, the drive, that's why I have this picture here behind me because I had so many people telling me I'd never make it, right? I never graduated high school, but you know, it's really interesting. 
there was college, uh, there was uh, Christian uh, colleges that were, uh, what do you call them? Cert not certified, but they, they give you the college credits and stuff. They had me teach college, college classes. <laughs> I don't even know how they could do that, right? I taught uh, for two years college classes on, on web design and digital marketing. <laughs> so I'm like, one, I never, that was really weird for me. And, and, and if you research me, I will, I will show you my, my curriculum on what I taught the students. I had students telling me that my class was more advanced than some of the other classes they were taking. I'm like, what? And so anyway, I never graduated college and I was teaching college classes. This was like when I was like 27, 28, something like that. So anyway, never give up. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. It's Sorry so if I'm ran if I'm just no, going on. No, you're doing amazing. This is so powerful. You know, these are the things of of you know having these are things that people hopefully can resonate with or, or hopefully don't have to resonate with. But if they are, man, this is super powerful, you know, you know, cause here you are never given up, you know, people telling you, you know, you can't do something and you were like, I, I don't care how many people, you know, tell you what you can't do. And I think that's just such an incredible message. And you know, what, what I've found too is like, I personally have had a lot of people tell me that I can do anything, you know, and I've had a lot mm. of people that have been super supportive for me and that, and I'm grateful for that. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter either. We're still mm. in the same boat. You know, we both have to, you both, you have to do it. You have yeah. to, you have to believe in yourself that you can do it, you know, regardless of however many people are like, Hey, you know, you, you can do it. If you don't believe it yourself, it doesn't matter how many people, Tell yeah, you. I wonder if there's like a rebellious side to me. It's like, okay, you tell me I can't watch me now. <laughs> you know, I wonder if that's what, what has drove me. I don't know. I mean, it, it's certainly possible. I mean, that it's like, uh, if you've ever read the four tendencies, I mean, that's one of the, one of the tendencies is by it? Gretchen Rubin is, is the rebel, you know, where, where someone tells you that you can't do something or, you know, tells you to do something, you're going to do the opposite. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I want to read this quote again. So for those of you guys who can't, um, see it, aren't watching the video, but it says, I am coming for everything they said I couldn't have. Um, and, and that's just amazing. Cause, uh, are you still on that pursuit now? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I, I, like, I try to tell myself, Hey, you know, they think that you're not going to do this or, you know, I have a competitor or whatever. We're going to, we're, 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 we're not even going to think about competitors. We're going to put ourselves on a whole nother level where we don't, we're not even aware of that word. Right. That's where I want to be in our business. Right. And so, yeah, I'm, I still think that way that I'm going to go, I'm going to be the best dang digital marketing expert for SEO and Google, not only in for home care agencies, but in just in the world. Right. And so, yeah, I'm still, I'm still pushing for that. Awesome. Yeah. And one thing I wanted to like circle back to, which I think is, is super important. Um, you know, you talked about just like consistently being uncomfortable mm. and, you know, you mentioned that you're, you're somewhat like paying yourself a lower salary. I was curious if there was like other things that you've done, um, you know, over the years or even more recently, to put yourself in those uncomfortable situations? Well, I would say, um, so, you know, I've been doing digital marketing for 20 years <clears throat> and, you know, everything that I do for any of our clients, it's all stuff that I have tested myself, right? You know, I've made a lot of money either myself or a lot of money for some client in some niche. So me and my wife, you know, I used to live in a small little tiny little house it was my first house i bought when i was 25 and um it was, it was okay it was a house you know i don't i don't really need anything fancy and i still don't right um but i had a heart to heart with my wife we sit down because we've made so many companies millionaires outside of home care right because we serviced all kinds of companies i mean i'm doing 20 20 years of marketing right and i said to my wife i said well look you know We've made this guy a millionaire, this guy a millionaire, this guy a millionaire, but what about us? And it wasn't like a what about us so that 
I can go drive a Ferrari or whatever. I don't really care about that crap. It was about, you know, there, there were times where me and my wife, my wife wanted to go on vacation and it just wasn't really financially feasible. So me and my wife had a heart to heart, like we're making all these people millionaires with the marketing that we're doing. What are we doing wrong? Right. And so that self-reflection, right. Of taking responsibility, because even though I'm, I'm making other business owners very successful, you know, we were not necessarily unsuccessful. We didn't have a need for anything. We had new cars, you know, I like Toyota. They weren't like Mercedes or anything, you know, it was, we were doing okay. Right. Uh, but we weren't millionaires, you know, and it wasn't, oh, I want to be a millionaire to do that. But it was maybe if we want to go on vacation, I'd like to just go right and plan it out and go and not worry about the finances, not have stress. Or, you know, if there's somebody at church that wants to go on a missions trip and, you know, if God tells us to pay for their trip done, you know, we paid for it. So there was that kind of desire, not a desire to go get more. I, 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 I'm a more, uh, what do you call it? Minimalistic living. I like that mm -hmm. concept. So I have very few things. I have like a few t-shirts, a few pair of jeans, and that's it. Like I don't need anything else. So have you read the book? The min minimum. I haven't, but I've watched a lot of YouTube videos mm -hmm. on living without like a bunch of crap, you know? And so anyway, we found a, a coach, uh, a business coach. And I think, you know, what you do, Nick, right. With the coaching is so important because, you know, when people try to do this stuff on their own without somebody there guiding them, it's, it's really diff difficult, right? I didn't know the steps that I needed to take in my own business, right? I knew how, how to help other businesses with their marketing, but there was like management things, right? Business management. And I didn't really know that type of stuff that well. So anyway, we got a, a business coach and he, he helps digital agencies and he helped us, you know, niche down to the home care niche. And he really helped us and, and guided us through that process and that was something that really helped us recently was self-reflection and start identifying things that we can do, not only in our personal life, but in our business to improve, right? Um, and that helped me out a lot. Yeah, amazing. Um, you know, focusing in, like you said, like the coaching aspect, we all have blind spots. It's just, uh, yeah. you know, I have blind spots. I, you know, it, it's, there's only we have our own strengths and there's going to be our own weaknesses. Um, and when we can have other people to come in and help, help us in the areas that, that maybe we're missing or help us in the, seeing the things that we're not seeing. I mean, it can be so impactful. So many people are like banging their heads. Like I can't do this or, you know, I'm yeah. struggling. I don't know how this, that, and the other thing. And it's like, Hey, if you just take the time to, to find people who are experts and people who can help you and, and support you in these areas, I mean, it could just make a dramatic difference. I mean, we spend so much time trying to figure things out when you literally could just pay somebody to tell you, you know, <laughs> what the next step is like, what's easier, you know, how much is your time worth? How much, how much longer are you willing to you know, continue to, to struggle and, you know, bang your, your head against the, the wall yeah. until you get to this next step. So a just, little tip on that. Yeah. We have a new son, right? A new baby. It's our first son and, uh, or first, I guess, child, you would say. Um, <laughs> anyway, so, uh, you know, he's crying. I didn't know what to do. And my wife's like, well, Hey, we have this DVD that our doula gave us and we should watch it. It's called, you know, Smart Baby or something like that. So we pop the DVD in. There's this doctor that shows us how to help our baby from crying all the time. And it was like a 10 minute thing. And I'm like, wow, this is magic. <laughs> I didn't know how to do this. Now I know how to do this. So you basically put the babies on the side and you kind of gently rock them and they just go out to sleep. I mean, you know, really simple stuff, but you know, so that, that's probably been the biggest thing, Nick, in my life is reading books, obtaining knowledge, things that I didn't have before. And then, you know, going to the next level based on that knowledge. Yeah, absolutely. Else. That's such a funny thing. Like my mom tries to give people advice sometimes because, you know, she had three kids and she was successful in, in that process. And, but sometimes when people hear it from like another mom that they take it with a grain of salt, you know, mm -hmm. and they don't want to mm -hmm. listen. They sometimes have to hear it from a doctor or hear it from a video yeah. for them to to take action on it, but it's like, Hey, this person's done it before. Why are you trying to figure this out on yourself when there's so much information out there to help you in this process to make things 
easier. And, and I love that too. I mean, I, I have, I've, I have a lot of friends that are, that are in the same stage as you, like, you know, having a, having kids and they're starting that, that journey. And, you know, one of my friends in particular, it's like, you know, she, she showed on Instagram, you know, some books that she's buying. Cause again, she's, she's that type of person also, and she's not, and, and, you know, she's got people supportive that are going to help her along the way, but there's a level of, so yeah, there's just, there's so much knowledge out there for you to get your hands on. And, you know, to utilize these resources can be so powerful. Now I'm curious, um, you know, we've talked, you've mentioned a lot of different books that have been helpful for you. You know, you mentioned Napoleon Hill, um, you know, Think and Grow Rich is a classic. I'm, I'm actually rereading that right now. Um, such a good, oh, good. book. Yeah. What's I the, okay. So what's something that you can give me, a, give me something out of it that you got? Um, yeah, I mean, so it's just like the power of, of thought of like what you want. So, so similar to your story of like committing to, to service. And, um, you know, he talked about this example of this guy Barnes and how he wanted to work with Thomas Edison. And so he didn't have any money and he needed to get to where Thomas Edison was. And so, you know, a regular train costs a lot. So he wasn't able to afford that. So then he was able to, um, get a freight train, which I, I mean, I don't even know. Cause again, this book is so old. I don't even know what that entails of like, I assume he's like with a bunch it's of probably like sleeping. Yeah. With like dogs and cats or something yeah, or like know. animals. Right. Yeah. So, you know, he's not yeah. sitting in a coach. Um, you know, he's gotta, he's gotta sit in the back or, or whatever, but you know, he got there and he, there was no, no, it was, he, there, there wasn't an option. He was going to ask Thomas Edison, no matter how many times um, it was going to happen. And what's so funny, another example of they use like this kid, this girl came up to, um, uh, like her grandfather or someone was like, mom needs money. Like, give me money. And she, and he's like, no, I'm not giving you any money. And she just starts going. And eventually like this grown, uh, like hard stern man gives this little girl money. And the thing was, is, and like asking about it too, is that he knew that th this girl was not leaving until she had the money. And yeah. it's like that level of commitment of just being a hundred percent, no matter how long it takes, I'm going to do whatever it takes to achieve my goal, to get where I want to go. And like, but it, it's that, again, that mindset, the desire, and it all starts with, with in our head of just being so committed to what we want to achieve. Yeah, that's good. And that's kind of what, um, pro propelled me past you know, self-doubt propelled me past, you know, my own, my own family saying stuff about me, you know, oh, you need to get a, a real job and go work at movie gallery and sell movies. I mean, that industry is not even in business anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it was reading his books and, and really getting my mindset to know that, okay, if this is what I'm going to do, there's not going to be anything that can stop me. I love that. Yeah. So you were asking me about books or something. Okay. Yeah. So I was curious of like what, um, I, I got to change the questioning because every time yeah. I say one book, nobody ever says one book. So I'll just change it and say like, do you have like three books that, and you could start with one, but if you have more, that's fine as well. That just like truly were life changing books. And you, and you mentioned a few. So if those are, you know, your choices, that's totally fine. Um, but I'm just curious if there's, there's some that were just so unbelievably impactful for mm. your growth and development, um, in your life that, that had a massive impact. Yeah. So, um, Think and Grow Rich and that's by Napoleon Hill. And then he has like another book. I don't remember it as well as say Think and Grow Rich, but Napoleon Hill wrote a book about like demons or something. But it was like I don't I don't even oh, is remember. Was that the conversations was with the devil? Is that something like that? Did you ever read that? Um, I have like, not, I but that's remember. like on my list. I'm pretty sure that's it. I think I think that was Napoleon Hill. I think it's called Conversation yeah, yeah. with. It's the a devil. weird book. I don't because it's it wasn't, script. It's literally like him talking to the devil, I believe. And I think it was like self doubt or something. I don't know. I don't remember. But um, it's not a book that I'm mentioning anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Think and Grow Rich about getting your mindset right, you know, and just thinking on, on, on things that are positive, right. And unrelenting, not taking no for an answer. 
So um, that's probably the best book. And then the next one would be multiple streams of income that taught me that, you know, not every business is a viable business, right? So for example, a lot of people think, well, I'm just going to go start a business and I'm not going to ever give up. Right. Okay. Well, if you ever watch shark tank, right. They talk, you know, especially Kevin O'Leary, <laughs> he, he has the coin, the phrase, you know, take it out back and shoot it. Right. So there are a few businesses that just are really hard. Okay. And some of those are like low margin. So, you know, I've been, I've been, I've had multiple different businesses I've been a part of, I've been an investor or partner or whatever. Right. And one of them was um, selling shakes. And I told my, my partners, I said, look, this is a stupid business. There's no margins here because it's it, the shakes are like, you know, at max, I mean, you're not going to be able to charge like $10 for a shake. And even if it was $10, I mean, after you pay rent and employees, we got to sell a lot of shakes. Right. So I was right. It went, it went out of business in a year and it wouldn't matter how, how, and the cool, the, well, not the cool thing, but the interesting thing is it was right beside next door by plant fitness. So location was good. I mean, you had tons of foot traffic coming in and out, you know, that would buy the, the protein shakes. It was right there. I mean, we all know plant fitness doesn't have protein, protein shakes. So anyway, it was a really good location. It's just that we would have to sell so many shakes to make any decent profit or even a profit that mattered to anybody that was partners. And so knowing your business, you know, having a plan, I think that's key because it, it really was like a, Oh, let's start this business. It wasn't like, well, we're going to go research it. And there wasn't a lot of, they weren't really listening to me. And it was an offshoot from another business. I was a partner in where there was higher margins and, you know, that worked out real well. But um, anyway, so I think, uh, you know, multiple streams of income is another good book. It kind of teaches you about, you know, different business models, what kind of business is good, et cetera. So uh, that was a good book that I read. Um, and then recently, I haven't read these yet, but there's a book called Eat That Frog. I'll, I'll get it and I'll show it to you real quick. Hold on. Eat That Frog. I like the title already. Right. So can you hear me? Yes. What, what were you saying? I was saying Eat That Frog. That's a great, uh, it's a great title. I'm, I'm intrigued already. So there's the books by Brian Tracy. I have yet to read it probably because I am procrastinating, <laughs> but that's what the book is about is to stop procrastinating. <laughs> <laughs> that is super ironic. Um, but obviously Brian Tracy, I mean, he's a, he's a legend, you know, too. Um, so that's a good person. I haven't read any of his, um, his books. So that may be one I need to. And then another out. good one is the personal MBA. So oh. I want to, I want to read that one. I was right. So these two books were rec recommended to me by my coach and uh, you know, a few other people out just besides him. So when I get recommended to some books by multiple people mm -hmm. that are millionaires, I listen. And <laughs> so I'm going to read them eventually. I probably need to read eat the frog. So that way I don't procrastinate on other books. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. That's so, that's so awesome. Um, you know, I think it's important that we continue to, to read and, and I do the same too, same, same thing. I love hearing recommendations that people suggest. And, you know, I even created a, a tally based on recommendations from this show, um, mm. from what, what people had said, which is just, it's so, so cool to see. Um, but I have to say, man, this has been so awesome. I mean, you know, you shared your journey early on selling candy canes outside the church, you know, just like making money and, you know, buying your family food, you know, nights that you had to, that you were hungry and, and, you know, eating saltines for dinner. I mean, like, thank you for, for opening up about, you know, these types of things, because, you've had such an incredible journey. You know, you talked about like taking ownership and taking responsibility. You know, you didn't sit in this and like, Oh, well, you know, I, I grew up poor, so I'm just going to be poor. You know, I can't eat. So I'm just never going to eat. It's like, no, like this is my journey. I'm going to do whatever it takes to get food in my belly. And then to be able to support your, your family, you know, is, it's just an incredible aspect as well. And you just, you know, figured things out, you know, you just, you started with the websites and it was a hobby. And then, you know, you took action. I love, I love when you said, you know, I got, you were cold calling. You didn't even know that it was called cold, cold calling, <laughs> you know, at that time. And, 
but we're willing to take action, you mm. know, taking action and doing something that was uncomfortable, that was scary. You know, you're, you're shaking. I mean, what an exhilarating feeling to do something that, that is actually causing you physical, you know, shaking. I don't know. I don't know what, what else to call yeah. that, but like to take action, even feeling that is just, it says a lot about you. Um, it's just so incredible, um, your story and your journey and just continuing to educate yourself, continuing to grow, having an amazing business now and growing your family. And, you know, it's just such a, such a cool triumph story. So thank you so much for sharing and being here today. Absolutely. Absolutely. I just want to thank you, Nick. Like, uh, you've encouraged me to, you know, read more books. So, you know, cause you know, I started out, that's how I got out. That's how I got out, man. And, uh, you know, I don't want to start slacking by not reading as much as I need to. Right. Cause I know that that is one of the keys to growth. So thank you for encouraging me. I really no, appreciate you, man. No problem, man. 10 minutes a day, 10 <laughs> minutes a day, right before you start your work day, you know, get to the, the home office 10 minutes yeah. early. And, I'm going to uh, do it. Love it. Awesome. Can't wait. Um, last thing, what's the best way for somebody to, uh, reach out, connect, follow you, get a hold of you. Yeah, absolutely. So um, they can go to our website, growhomecaremarketing.com. And that's grow, G-R-O-W, homecaremarketing.com. That's our website. And there's like some videos on there about, you know, what we do and you can watch those. There's also a case study of how we grew a home care agency's monthly care hours by over 400%, absolutely free. Um, we also have a free, uh, a free case study. You can watch, learn from it. Um, and then we also offer a free uh, ultimate home care marketing session for home care and home health agencies. Uh, that's completely free. And we just basically show you what Google is and what you should be getting off of Google and how it can help your home care agency. We don't charge anything for this. But uh, one thing that's interesting is that I have charged uh, you know, in 20 years of doing this, it's usually called like a discovery session. And we have charged as much as $4,000 for these types of things. So it's a very valuable thing that we give away absolutely free and free education. There's no, I mean, if you don't come on board as a client, no big deal. It's just free, free education. So love it. SEO is awesome. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Jeremy. Thank you. Amazing listeners for being here. And remember, let's keep growing together. Wait, wait, one more thing. I would first like to say thank you. Thank you for listening. And if you enjoyed this message, please take a moment to write a review. By writing a review, it helps people find this message and helps me help more people. And if you really, really liked it and you think this message could help someone else, take a screenshot, share it on Instagram, and please tag me at Nick J. Bonnie, N-I-C-K-J. B-O-N-I, so I can show my appreciation for you. We can all win by helping each other grow. Thank you. Take care, and I'll talk to you soon.